0: Welcome home. Welcome to the talk of the Zambian child, hosted by me, Tevin Smart. Today, I am really excited, guys, because there's so much genius within me today. But before I go any further, let me thank all the listeners that have been consistent in playing every, each episode. Thank you very much. And to all of you new listeners, please stay glued. And always remember to check out our previous episodes. And a shout out to David Matarishi, one of our consistent listeners today. We give a shout out to him and a shout out to two of our other female uh, listeners, Cholo Chileshe and Edith Chanda, for their birthdays. So we give a shout out to them. So let's get right into it, guys. Don't forget, you need to stay hydrated throughout the whole podcast. You need to have that bottle of water, that cup of tea, that cup of coffee, anything. You need to stay hydrated. Today, guys, we all know last week was the week. It was the graduation week for the mighty University of Zambia, guys. And there were pics everywhere. Facebook, social media was flooded with Munza students. So um, our team decided to take it up a notch and invite two of the top most students from the School of Humanities. Guys, I am really excited. I want to find out everything. How do you come out on top from such a big university, which is actually topping 18th of the universities in Africa? Guys, join me on this journey today as we welcome Victor and Tamandani. Welcome, Victor.
1: Thank you, Tevin, it's a pleasure, and um, I'm delighted, you know, to to connect with the audience
2: um, via this platform. We're really excited to also have you here. And welcome, Tamandani. Uh, Thank you so much, Tevin. Um, It's an honor to be here. Thank you for the opportunity and for inviting me. And um, once again, I acknowledge Mr. Victor. I'm honored to be on the same platform as you, sir.
0: Victor Kalanda topped his class and was the best student in math communication. So, let's get an intro from him. Victor, tell us about yourself. Who is Victor?
1: (laughs) Wow, thank you um so i'm originally from Ndola. uh born to um maurice and evelyn kalalanda my father was uh my father is still alive both parents are alive by the way um okay. my mother is a retired banker my father has many hearts you know he's a man of many hearts he's a traditional leader He's a pastor, and uh, he's also a community social worker. So I oh, come okay. from good, these two people, and uh, I've always wanted to be in the media. You know, um, I've always wanted to do something related to journalism and communications. I think as early as um, as uh, 20, well, when I was in grade five. Let me just say, when I was in grade five. I was only to study the media <clears throat> and this is because of um i was exposed i i don't know if it was sheer serendipity but um we our, our uncle an uncle of mine may so rest in peace uh, gave us a television set and uh, through that television set i was introduced to al jazeera and i would constantly watch it because we would have um the news there at 14 hours every day on ZNBC, you know. ZNBC would tune to Al Jazeera at that hour and I would be listening in. So I saw myself every day as a, 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 a journalist working for Al Jazeera. Uh, so that helped, you know, keep my hopes alive, my hopes to become a journalist someday. And also at the same time, I, I excelled in the English language, you know. I've, I've, I've been actually, I've been extremely good, you know, uh, in the English language, <laughs> academically speaking. Uh, I, I think, um, so I, I, I had those two strengths. There was the, that yeah, Al Jazeera connection, and then there was the, the English part, which I feel has been very instrumental along. Yes, and... Um, Thank God, I had the opportunity uh, to get a place at the University of Zambia to now study the program of my dreams, and I and I gave it a shot yeah.
0: That's pretty interesting to hear.
2: I am yes. <laughs> Could you tell us about yourself? About myself, so i'm a young man i'm 24 years old and i just graduated from the university of zambia as the most outstanding student in economics by the grace of god i am passionate about academics about leadership i'm also very passionate about music i love music i play instruments i sing and i am very passionate about god and the things of god about ministry i'm yeah, I, my Christianity and my faith is something I take very seriously and personally, and it's something I think about myself.
0: And guys, you've heard it for yourself from Tamandani and Victor. Guys, the way they've described themselves, <laughs> I think we should all just learn from them how to describe. Why? Right? We all need new descriptions.
2: <laughs> <laughs>
0: wow. <laughs> Really excited guys to know about who you are and we're really happy so you guys had to top your classes uh, and that was at a university level at one of the the best university in our country how the first question i'd ask is how you did it but my first thing is what was your experience being there
2: Okay. Can you tell um, us a bit about your experiences? So, um, my experience like uh, being at the university and how did I end up topping? Well, my experience was, it was a, a diverse experience, really. It, it was a lot of a lot of different experiences. It was challenging. It was exciting. Um, I learned a lot through the process. There are good moments, there are ups, there are downs. Mm-hmm. So it was really it was like a roller coaster. There were different moments in the journey, but all in all, it was a great experience and one that I don't regret um, taking. Yeah, I, I came out person because of it. So that's a bit about how the experience was. Um, how did I make it to the top? How did I end up being like top of my class? Well, honestly speaking, it took a lot of hard work, a lot of dedication, and. A lot of diligence and also most importantly putting god first in all that i thought it would get very challenging at times and when school pressure would feel like overwhelming uh, sometimes there'd be the temptation to feel like you know what let me maybe like make more time for school I, i i spend less time on the things of god and one thing i quickly noticed was that anytime i started to even try to do that my performance would go down because it was now like I was trying in my own strength to succeed and my own strength could only take me so far. So really for me that's what that's what caused me to come out top of my class. It was hard work, diligence, and putting God first, but also I think having a persistent attitude, like a a mindset to say I can do it no matter what, because there are a lot of points when it would get very challenging and discouraging but because i kept pressing on and i just kept this mentality of no matter how hard it gets i can still manage i can still do it i can still make it that helped me keep going even through the challenging and difficult times so i think that's that's what helped me come out top of my class that's amazing that's
0: really amazing thank you for the thank you for that sharing with us the experience and how you talked were you victim? How was your experience and how did you manage to be an elite student of your class?
1: Thank you so much, Devin, for that question. And um, for me, it's basically, um, my story is not very different from Tamandani. Um But uh, what, uh, even when I look back on the maybe the last 6 years of my life okay. is 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 my experience you know my experience uh i think i have had um, life has taught me you know a, a lesson in a, in a, a, and, and that's what drives me so um after leaving high school in 2014 i i had three jobs you know I worked as a security guard um, in in the red light district in Ndola, you know, as a son of a pastor. I was working, um, you know, around prostitutes, imagine, every night, you know, oh, dang. I was working there and I graduated, you know, I really did well, I, I went to a pure class in high school but you know, to end up like that was a very painful experience. I really wanted to be in school, but my gap year. Uh, it lasted like two years. You know, I was in uh, before university. I was I was I was in society for two years. Now, um, after that job, I later worked uh, as a street hawker for a so-called telecommunications company. And and then last year I worked in a bar, you know. Um, yeah and and imagine sometimes i would i would be working in this in these environments while praying and fasting you know wow um, you were tempted oh.
2: to the least
1: yes <laughs> so I, I was praying and fasting because i and and, and you know that's my greatest strength I, I have god you know that's that's the exactly. the spiritual exactly. uh, power that i have so uh i was praying and fasting but working in a bar and i would break every every day you know, at 18 hours that was my last job by the way um but now when i when i when i held these three different jobs i i um i got very angry with myself you know i began to ask myself you know fundamental questions like Because my parents weren't career people. And I realized that uh, if I was going to change something in my family, I need to lay a strong foundation academically. And I would need to create a name for myself. And I told myself that, God, if you give me an opportunity to be in school, I'm going to die a little. You know? And I told God, if I just get into the University of Zambia, I'll you create a story like no other. You
0: know, I was so, wow. I was and so hungry, have, huh? And you have done so. Yeah, you know, um,
1: <laughs> I was angry and I was also hungry. And so, <laughs> okay. I can tell you, I, I was so passionate. I, I can, I can mm-hmm. remember, uh, I, I did crazy things. For example, when I realized that I would need government mm-hmm. sponsorship. I went to the village. I, I, I went into town. I cleaned windows for, for ten kwacha each, until I raised about five hundred kwacha. You know, I went to the village to get recommendation letters for bursary. I came back in town. I applied for that bursary, and I went into prayer and fasting seven days total prayer and fasting. You know,
0: I went. I applause. prayed. You
1: know? I prayed, and now imagine what happened up and after traveling using my own money when family wasn't believing in me as a young man i was just at maybe maybe 20 years you know running up and down and then the government denied me the sponsorship you know um oh, yes they don't they, i didn't make the cut you know i i didn't make the list of uh, of students who would be coming to invest of zambia on government sponsorship And I remember, I was working in the bar at that time. And when I got home, uh, that was in December 2016, uh, suddenly I fell sick, you know, in the middle of the night. And I got so annoyed with myself. And I told God that tomorrow, when I get paid for December, I am going to give all the money to you as a seed okay I'm going to give this money as a seed to you God and I'm going to sucker to make it by all means necessary you know so that's how I left in dollar with a hundred quats I had no clothes um I had no I, I had nothing the only thing I had was my trunk and, and when I took that decision everyone in the family was shocked of course they didn't quite believe but um that, that, that you know I would have to make, to make it but I became so personal with myself because I realized that uh, if I don't get the education, uh, I, I should forget about upward social mobility, and I should I should forget about making a name for myself. I should basically forget about um, because I should basically you know forget about uh, making it in this life. And so that's the kind of story that I have. So I came to Unza um i didn't have accommodation i didn't know uh, that i came here to face the solid realities of the city and an uncertain future and i'll tell you just from the word go i was an a student you know just just from the word go i was an a student i never used to get i never knew a b i never knew a b in my state yes (laughs) Yes, I was an A student. I was a straight A student from day one. And I was wow. very determined. I even told myself that no one is going to beat me. That's how, that's how aggressive and competitive I was. You know, no one will beat me in this class. No matter what kind of English they speak, I'll make sure that I trounce them. <laughs>
0: and... uh <laughs> I can about... say you are really the savage for school. You, We need your spirit. We need to have that passion for school.
1: You know, yes, because... Uh, for me, that's the theory. I was coming up with a theory for success in life. So, I finally, I finally got to University of Zambia, and uh, the current running mate for President Lungu, Kandluo. After three months in the university, of course, uh, like I said, when I got paid, I gave all the money to uh, an anointed man of God, and he, he prayed over it, and he released me to Rusaka. And uh, about when uh, when when I when I, when I, when, we, when we went to appeal for the government loan, one day we were about eight of us at the at Long Acres, the, 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 which were the offices then for the Ministry of Education, and uh, the Professor Nkandruo you know, came out to meet us. We were about eight of us, and we knelt down, almost prostrating ourselves before in worship, you know. Uh, because we knew this is the person who's in charge of these scholarships. So if she can see our frustration, our desperation, she should be able to do something. We played with that woman. And she, the first question was, she asked one of us, how many points did you have? Six points. You know? She asked another person, how many points did you have? The person told her, six points. So she was really shocked. And um, she asked one of the girls there to um, uh, meet her following day, early in the morning, with all our, our, you know, our our qualifications and uh, our results and and our transcripts and our letters and everything, and uh, three months into Unza, I was given 100% government sponsorship.
0: And
2: that's amazing. That's
0: That's amazing, Victor. That's amazing. Your journey is incredible. It's like the Thank Martin Luther journey in Zambia. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So look,
1: when they gave me that sponsorship, now I said, I even I, I even bought a suit. And uh, <laughs> I sent some money. Yes, I, I even sent some money home. And I said to myself that this is the beginning of everything that I'd ever dreamed of. Yes. And I... Moved aggressively, you know, academically. I was extremely ambitious. I think there isn't a thing that I never did at Unza. There's nothing I think that you can talk about that I never did. You know, um, if you talk about, for example, in the area of leadership, if you talk about, um, you know, I started the fellowship at Unza, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> you know, yes, I was a chairperson of the fellowship. Um... <clears throat> If you talk about um work experience, I, I thank God, you know, I, I find I had an opportunity to work outside the country. Um if you talk about award winning, I won a lot of awards, you know. Uh you talk about um, ah, I, I basically I basically did I think everything that any media student would ever dream of. <laughs> Yeah, so because of that, that it's 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 just the story, the motivation, the intrinsic motivation that I have, and that's what made me
0: top the class. Okay, so I am really in love with where you're coming from. Like, why your background story is actually the basis of how you've made it so far, and to tamandania like the fact that you put God there first, and the fact that you had a layout of Diligency and all that you had to put in in order to
2: top your class that yeah. is just really amazing you yeah. so <laughs> firstly i love um mr victor's story it's so inspiring and so challenging like uh hearing of the hardship you went through and how you came out of it so determined to make sure that you come out better and you create a platform for yourself to excel. that's really inspiring and um I could actually relate with what you are saying on a lot of points because, um, firstly, you started up by talking about how your entry into the university was a tough one, like not having a place to stay and uh, BC and all that. And I can actually, and, and how you even had to, like, you, you made a covenant with God, or rather, you looked to God and sowed the seed and God opened oil. I can actually relate to, I think, almost all of that because I, I my beginning at Onza was also a very similar situation um when I first applied I actually wasn't even accepted at all like on the list of people who are admitted into the university I wasn't on the list and uh yeah like none of my options first option second third I wasn't picked and um really we didn't know why we thought uh, because of how many people applied, it was probably very competitive. So we never even bothered to like appeal. So my parents actually started pushing to apply at other universities instead. But in the process, uh, in the process of pushing for other universities and waiting and trying to look, there was actually like um, we had like a conference at church and a certain man of God came and he, he ministered a certain message. And one of the things that was said was like, while there was delay, god is bringing restoration and acceleration and it just like the word just spoke to my mom and it's something she just took personally like this is for your school and so that's how she she came to punza the issue of my acceptance um we had never even appealed and actually by that time the, the date for appealing and even passed we were no longer taking appeals but she came and by god's grace she just had favor like every office she went to they were Very helpful to the extent that they actually took her to the place where the admission letters were, the applications, and they let her search through all the applications for mine. And when they searched through mine, actually, mine wasn't there at all. But then they, she called me like I had the receipt, I had proof that I had applied. So which meant the school had actually lost my application. So because of that, they were obliged to accept me now because it was their (laughs) (laughs) phone wow that's a good one yeah and interestingly enough um on my application later when i first applied my first option was actually the school of natural science because initially i wanted to do computer science but after like my second was now humanities economics then third was something else but after i had applied during the waiting period as i was like researching more Actually, started feeling more drawn to economics, so I even changed my mind and wished it had been my first option. So now, when they now like did the fresh application letter and everything because they had lost mine, they actually printed an acceptance letter for NS, and we told them, "No, I don't want NS. I want like economics." So they even cancelled it and reprinted another one for EC, and that's how for humanities rather, so that I could make points for EC, and that's how. I got admitted and just like Victor even I initially found myself in a position where I wasn't on the first BC list I didn't have Bazaar sponsorship and it was something that we had to like look to God or pray for and we appealed we pushed with the process and second list came out I was on 75% BC and so I just thought I could relate with Victor on a lot of what he said because even for me my journey through Unza just from the onset and from the start is one which I it wouldn't even have been possible without God. Like Without Him, I wouldn't have been admitted in the first place. I wouldn't even have had DC let alone come out at the top in my course. So really it all goes back to like Him. It's all by God's grace.
0: That's really amazing to hear from you two guys. Hearing that God is the center of everything we do and the fact that you've centered him upon his life. And your own life is your, first your own life is your own motivation to push in school. And I believe that is really something we could learn from as fellow students that are here to graduate. I believe if we could use that as a source of inspiration or as a source of trying to be better than we are. So thank you for sharing that part of your story. Thank you for sharing with us your struggles. And how you pushed you, and how God was the centerpiece of this whole masterpiece that you came to be with. So I am glad for that, guys. Okay, we've talked about your experience. You've talked to us about how you topped the, uh, you topped, um, uh, you topped your classes, and we've really talked about your journeys. Now. Mau- the one thing i want you to guys to actually elaborate on is this everybody has got strengths and weaknesses and everybody has got these things that come and really really hinder their progress in school for you guys did you have to learn your strengths in order to reach this position first and if you did how did you use both your strengths and your weaknesses to reach at a point where you are? We could start with Victor.
1: Oh, okay. Um, so the first thing is that
3: um, this is how I did it. So um, I I never used to operate in silos. You know, I
1: never used to do things alone.
3: Uh, my program is more of a group work. You know. But well, of course, there are people who think they they know it all and they can um, they can study alone. They don't need others. I'll tell you that I was from first year until fourth year. I used I used to be part of a group called Team Excellence. Um, this was a guys, you know what the a school in in control, you know, and we used to meet every time before a test. Um, we used to revise past papers, uh, we, would, we would, you know, share knowledge, you know, we would Glad argue, you. and that really enriched my knowledge base, you know, because every time I went into a test, uh, I found that, the, because in the university, whether you're at Oxford or you're at Harvard, if you study the past papers, you're going to be really excellent. <laughs> That's how the operate. operates. If you don't study past papers, you can't excel, you know. Uh, so we had a collection of past papers. I so used to to revise thoroughly before the before any test, before any exam. Yep. And that that's the first strength I had. I used to work with others. I humbled myself and depended on the strengths of others. And sometimes I won't lie, but sometimes I wouldn't. Uh, there were times when when I didn't really study hard, <laughs> or actually even study at all. You know. Uh, But I I made sure that I went for a group study. And uh, God has blessed me with... um, I used to understand things very fast, you know, as long as I interact with people. And because of um, my strength in writing, it was easy for me to express myself, because the liberal arts and things like media studies and the social sciences are are, are basically about uh, expression. You know, it's, it's, it's scholarly work, you know, it's about... Making your argument, you know.
0: Okay.
3: So that that's what really uh, uh, set me apart uh, in the group. Of, then then secondly, uh, I made sure that I had healthy working relationships because you know sometimes if you're like extremely ambitious like academically, <laughs> but you have got very bad interpersonal skills. For example, with your your tutors, and also with your lecturers. Uh, you know people people can easily block you you know there are places where you can go not only not always because of your intelligence but because of um uh, the way you interact with people you know yeah. so i had um, i had very strong working relationships with my lecturers i had very strong every time i made the name you know i made the name and i connected with the lecturer um i, I took them as a mentor you know, I took them as a mentor, you know, uh, or even with my tutors, you know, I, I took them as mentors. I gave them the respect that they needed and did everything that they asked of me, you know. And because of that, uh, they supported me, you know, they supported me. And uh, I, I feel that if, if for example, if, if, if I was a very a, a proud student who who used to challenge lecturers and, and, and tutors, I don't think that I would have imagined <laughs> you know so that was my other my, my other my other skill you know I was um I was very deliberate in the way I interacted with the, the people that I was working and um, uh wh- what other skill you know can I talk about um I yeah so um the other thing also is that um I believed in in, uh, yes, so I I was I I was strategic, you know, in in the way uh, the the way I studied for uh, for my different uh, for my different courses, you know, I I was very I was very very um, uh, uh, deliberate. So if 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 I I never had a timetable, but I used to study courses where I was lagging. So if um, if I'm lagging in a course like sociology uh, and I have a test in the next two weeks, I'll give that course the greatest attention. I'll make sure I study up to uh, up to date. Then go for okay, a group, group study. study. Yeah. Then go for organize a group study and uh, answer as many questions as possible. When I go into into the test, it was just walk over. It was just over. so I, I attended to tasks as they demanded my attention. So I wasn't all over the place, and and that's very very important in the investor investing. From from the world. I know Unza, you need to do to do things as they come, you know. Yeah, that's, okay. that's how I did it is. But you know, I had uh, I also had my own uh, weaknesses. Uh, but uh, I think those those three things that I've talked about, I think they helped to you know, keep me above And then the other thing is that um, the greatest strength also was my own story. My I always remember my story. Um, I know, I do not want to be known as a weak man. I don't want to be known as a dependent man in life. I believe yep. in chatting my destiny against all. that's why um. Um, I don't like talking about this, but I'll tell you that, um, you know, I hate begging. I I hate uh, being known as a dependent person. And I knew that uh, for me, that same ambition, that same motivation um, will always... Immediately I remembered that, I remembered that, okay, how will I get there to self-reliance, self-dependence? I really believe that being top of of the class is you not know, work. Now let me let me state something that's very very important. Uh, life is not all about competition and being the best, okay. Uh, but the truth of the matter is that there is a period in your life when you must be competitive and aggressive, okay. There's a period in life when you must demand for your share of this world, and And you must not miss that period. For example, this same period when we are young people. This is the time when we must fight for what belongs to us. Academically, in terms of business, this is the time. you know. Then there comes a time when you should cooperate. Okay. Uh, For example, when you start working, you can't always be competing. You'll be a team worker. You're working in teams. So probably at that stage, Even even academically, there's the cooperation, but competition is more pronounced than the cooperation. The cooperation comes as as basically a a compliment. But when you start working, competition becomes a compliment, and the more pronounced thing becomes cooperation. So basically what I've done in my life is to use the abilities that God has given me at this stage to also demand for my own share of the world. Because at one, one day, I will not be as ambitious as I am today. I will not be as aggressive as I am today. I want to be a dreamer as I am. I want to have the energy that I do have. Maybe when I get to 30, a lot will be at stake. I will have more risks. I will have maybe a family, and I will be less ambitious. But now when I am young, I want to raise my stature, you know, to uh, uh, whatever stature, you know, God allows me. And I want to just be proud of that. So that's basically what I tried to do at OSA and take advantage of.
0: Thank you for that. Tamandan, what of you?
2: Okay. um, Thanks again, Tevin and Victor. That was awesome. (laughs) I love love getting to hear your take on things and how you work through things because I'm actually realizing that I, I relate to a lot more things than I realized. I feel like I never really knew you. Like this is when I'm now to know <laughs> Guys, I'm yeah. bringing people together. Oops. <laughs> yeah, are, uh, you certainly are. Okay, so um, you asked about um, on the part of my strengths. Um, unlike Victor, who worked a lot with groups, I was actually the opposite. For me what I found worked better for me was studying on my own. And um, it wasn't from an attitude of feeling that I was better than others or pride, but I just found that um, when we first started first year, I tried working like in some groups and solving with people in groups. And I found that I was actually kind of slower in groups than when I studied alone, because for me, I understand, I catch things, quickly, just by reading, like just by reading and focusing. So if I come for a discussion, it, it it will be helpful, but I'll actually cover more ground just reading than discussing and talking. The discussing and talking maybe will just add on at the end. So I found that for me I actually had to reduce on groups because anyway, university one thing I realized it's about also learning yourself learning yourself as an individual and what works for you what strategy what method of studying so for me i found that actually studying on my own help not to say that i never used to interact with people i had friends who i used to solve questions with who would share solutions with but for the most part i i studied alone a lot And because of the way i understand things for me i found that it actually worked well and it used to help me cover a lot of ground but of course i interacted with people when people came wanting help asking for guidance i was always i always did my best to avail myself and help but for me that was a strength like i could study studying on my own i could cover a lot more ground and grasp faster than if i was trying to do so like in a group setting the group setting was just an addition but the main thing was the personal studying, and then that was a strength i made use of those above me who are who i could learn from my tutors my lecturers and not just that but also my i had mentors and people who inspire me um the first ones first and foremost being my parents because my parents are uh, mr bonfuss malusaka and mrs hanu malusaka they taught me what diligence and hard work is they taught me what it was to give your to work hard, to work diligently, to be focused. They taught me integrity. They taught me what it is to put God first and to always glorify him in all you do. So they are like my number one inspirations. And even through school, they were the ones inspiring me. And yeah, so my parents first and foremost. Second was my, aside from my parents, but like apart from my parents, my biggest inspiration is my mentor, um, Apostle Frederick Kaluluma. Uh, Apostle Frederick Kaluluma is the senior pastor of the City of the Lord Church, and um, he is actually a development analyst by profession. He studied at UNSA and he has a master's in development studies, a bachelor's degree in divinity, bachelor's degree in divinity, and I think a diploma in teaching methodology. So, you'll find that he was, um, he's my mentor, and so he inspired me in. All areas and still does actually. He inspires me in various areas of life. Academically, professionally, career-wise, spiritually, socially, interaction and relation with people. I learned a lot from him. So I think that was another strength, being able to um recognize those who are ahead of me, those who are doing better than me, actually looking for people who I can draw inspiration from and who I can learn from. Because one thing you learn is that in the multitude of counsel is safety when you can get advice from people who've gone ahead of you people who are wise you spare yourself a lot of bad experiences and a lot of learning by mistake so I think that was another strength that worked for me actually having being able to make use of those who are ahead of me those who are wiser than me and learn from them get guidance and counsel from them yeah so that was uh, I think another strength which for me helped me make a lot of progress in my academics Um, Another well something else is that I played on my academic strengths so by academic strengths I mean the courses that I was good at things that I was good at academically one thing about me is that I've always been a fan of mathematics like from day one like from junior secondary primary all the way up to grade 12 math was always the easiest for me I always found math easy and for me i found that it was a personal strength i know that this varies for people for some math is like the most challenging subject and i found it really just depends on you we, we think differently we are wired differently so that people who for them it comes more easily for others essay type courses and subjects are more easy than math. so for me i've always been one who loves math so math was a strength it's actually one of the reasons why even in picking economics as a course i played on my strengths which is one reason why I was able to do very well in the course. Not just EC, but even my minor, I picked mathematics as a minor while I was studying. So it was like, I was playing on my strengths. My major course, economics, my minor, math. And yeah, so playing on my strengths academically, like knowing what I'm actually good at, which is why even in university, as you are studying, actually, even before you enter, when you're selecting, it's good to know what you're good at to assess yourself and the courses you did in high school can actually give you an indication like look at the subjects you took which subjects were you doing very well in which ones did you enjoy the most They act as a guide for what you'll probably be able to handle very well in university so i played on my academic strengths um another thing that i think worked worked very well for me in my studying and in my progress in reading and studying is that I adopted more an adaptive learning approach and what that means is that I had to adapt to every course I was taking so I did not I, I had a study pattern I had a study routine but for each course I took I had to fine tune it to suit the course like The moment I'd start taking a new course, I would not just be learning the notes, but I would be learning the course. Like, I'd be understanding the logic behind the course. Like, how does this course work? How do things come in this course? How do they ask questions in this course? How do they expect me to think in this course? So you'll find that for each course I was taking, I wasn't just learning the material. I was learning how the course thinks. And because of that, I would learn how to study specifically for each course, and it helped me do well in, every course i was taking because for every course i adapted my study to suit it and to get me the best results in that course another thing was i had a progressive learning approach and what that means is that i kept learning over time what i mean by that is that with each year that came every year of study i kept getting better it means every academic year that passed with every course that i studied I came out of that course with certain lessons, certain principles that I could apply to other courses. Um, for example, I think in second year, we had a course, statistics for economics one, which was, um, I, I enjoyed it because I like math, but it was quite demanding. And from that course, one of the things that I learned is to keep track of my mistakes. And so you find that if I have a, I write a test and there's a question in the test where I messed up, I actually had a book where I would take note of questions where I made mistakes. How did I make the mistake? What made me make a mistake? I would actually learn from the mistake such that I would develop a new habit that would keep me from ever making that mistake again, not just in that course but in any other course. So if the mistake was that number because I was being too fast, I would come up with a new system for my own personal study and writing of tests which will make sure it never happens again so i had a progressive learning approach i learned from every experience and every lesson i learned i applied to all the other courses so i think that was something that really helped as well um, weaknesses on my weaknesses um well i think one weakness for me <laughs> one weakness is that one weakness that i somewhat faced with that um naturally speaking i'm a very introverted person like i'm very quiet and i keep to myself i don't easily i don't easily like come out necessarily there are certain settings and certain environments in which i express myself more but generally speaking i'm very quiet and can sometimes be very like reserved and kept to myself and so that was a weakness that i had to recognize and had to get past because i realized how university like Victor was saying you need other people you can't do it on your own even for me who used to study alone like what worked better for me was studying alone I still needed other people and I still needed to ask for help get guidance and so I had to learn to get past my introvertedness and be able to interact with like my classmates be actually able to form relations with them so that even when I needed to ask a question or someone needed to approach me it was easy because we had some relation it wasn't like we've never talked before and then I just come out of the so knowing my weaknesses like recognizing areas where I needed to improve and actually working towards them it actually helped me as well because it meant instead of those weaknesses being hindrances I could now get over them and actually come out better because even as a person beyond academics I learned how to get past my introvertedness and actually be able to interact and relate with people and that's something that is helping even in the corporate world now because even there you need to interact with people you need to network you need to form relations because people will help you get to certain positions people will connect you to other people to business opportunities yeah so i think that's that's something about how my strength and my weaknesses maybe one one additional thing i'd say is i think a weakness i, I i personally had is that i had a ten- tendency to overwork myself like i'm the kind of person who won't stop working until the job is done so as long as it looks like there's still work to be done sometimes even when i'm tired even when i've probably done more than i should have and i might still want to keep going on. so i had to learn the principle of rest i had to learn when to stop i had to learn when to say no to certain things like okay as much as i'd like to do this right now i'm tired i need to rest i need to refresh my body and my mind because if i don't i won't be able to work well tomorrow yeah so i think that those are some of the strengths and weaknesses that i dealt with and that helped me get past my journey in university
0: very much tamandani and victor i have learned so much today you have covered almost all the questions I would have had in my head. You've talked about finding yourself, understanding who you are, getting those strengths to work to the betterness of you. Victor, you said about you knew the strength you had in writing, the interpersonal skills you had, and you knew how to study better. You knew that stud- you being in a group work made more effective work. And you, Tamandani, focused on saying, you knew yourself and you literally developed a point where you knew that studying alone was much more efficient for you than in a group but you still needed the teamwork within and that was amazing to learn and the fact that you actually said about coming up with your own study strategy and knowing that your math was your strength and that you used it to your ground when choosing your minors and when learning and that's really impressive. So guys, we've heard it from these two people. To top your university, try to learn who you are. Try to find out who you are. Try to understand who you are. Wa- who you are. Try to figure out your strength. Use those strengths to your best interest. Try to find out your weaknesses and make those weaknesses work for you, not against you. And at the end of the day, try to be in a group guys find that group study try to choose the best people you can find try to mingle with people so guys thank you for covering that so before i could even let you go guys there's this thing we had asked um students to ask questions personally to you guys so i'm going to choose a question for each of you guys i just need you to tackle this uh um, the first one, this goes to Tamandani, that comes from Annie. She, she says, she's somebody who loves ministry and she's somebody who really wants to stick, to, uh, to make sure she tackles ministry and school. How does she do that? How does she balance ministry and school?
2: Okay, all right, Annie. thank you so much for that question. Um, that is actually something that I personally am very familiar with and can relate to because I also had come out of that struggle in school. With how demanding economics is, uh, it it's, it made it difficult to have time to do other things. But I'm someone who's actually also very passionate about ministry, and so I was I didn't I wasn't ready to like let it go just for economics. Like no, I'll stop doing everything else for school. I had to find a way to make it work. And for me, one of the things that I think really helped me be able to engage both in ministry and school at the same time and to do well in both like not one is lagging then the other one is doing well but actually do very well in both is i had to learn the principle of time management um school is demanding university is demanding and if you are going to excel it's going to demand time the studying the hard work the effort you're putting it requires time same with ministry if you're going to excel and if you're going to be involved and achieve a lot it requires time so that means you have to learn how to manage your time and one key principle i found in time management is priorities you have to set your priorities your priorities straight because once you recognize and set your priorities you will know what can be given up and what you can't give up you know what can be put on hold what can be done later and what has to be done right now. When you set your priorities, you know that right now school is a priority, like I'm a student and so This deserves a lot of attention at this stage in my life. Meaning I may not be able to, be able to go to every wedding I'm invited to, every kitchen party. Maybe only the really important ones like key family members and such, but because I'm a student right now, I can't give as much time to those things as I'd like to. And the moment you have priorities, you know what to cut out. And the moment you're able to cut out things, you create more time. And that time can go to the things that really matter. And in my priorities, I learned that first and foremost, before everything else, God comes first. Yeah. So even in your pursuit of academics, keep God first, but recognize that there is time for everything. Keeping God first does not mean you spend all your time praying. Like if you don't find time to study, you won't pass, you won't excel. So you will have to find time to pray and do the work of God, but you also have to make sure you have time to study and work hard because even God requires you to work hard for it to excel.
0: Thank you for your time, Anthony. And this, <laughs> the next question goes to Victor. Lucky, Lucky sent in a question and wanted to ask you this. He said how do i balance entertainment mm-hmm. with school i'm one person who is love who loves music and watching movies and what but how do i balance that
1: <laughs> i literally had no social life anyway <laughs> 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 yes yeah but like what amandani said i think uh in in this case you know probably entertainment takes the place of ministry and uh from what i've done he said you, you, what you need is to set your priorities right i know a lot of people who used to drink a lot of alcohol and uh their sc- their academics suffered you know so the first thing that you went to the university for was in school you know that's the first thing that you go to school for so if you're not yeah. studying then what are you doing <laughs> Yeah. So, set your priorities right. You didn't go there to dance, you know, to go to parties or to sleep with girls. You went there first and foremost to get an education. So, yeah, set your priorities right and do the right thing. Then, uh, for example, you you can go out over the weekends, because uh, usually that's when you're free, but during the week, I think try and, uh, and, uh, and, and, and focus on academics.
0: Okay, thank you for that, Victor. Okay, this other question goes to Tamandani that came from Tandewa. He is asking, "Did you have bad grades,
2: and if you did, how do you deal with it?" Okay, um, thank you for that question, Tandiwe. and thank you, Kevin, once more. Um, did I have bad grades? Um, yes, actually, there were uh, there were some uh, for economics. Okay, economics is one challenging and demanding course, and the thing with economics is it can be very unpredictable especially the way it's done at UNS2. so sometimes you can find you've studied like you you put in all the work and the effort but when the test comes <laughs> you, you can almost feel like you didn't study this. and so and I, I did have bad grades actually i think first year first year there was actually one course which i got a c in introduction to microeconomy and the reason for that was because i was still adjusting to that was my first ever once exam and for EC exams you write them even before the end of like the year like first half end of the first half it was my first exam so i was still trying to adjust to university and how to study how tests come in university I found I, I I had a bit of an issue in initially adjusting, so I didn't do well. But like I said, I, I had an adaptive learning approach and I had a progressive learning approach. So the moment that happened, I made sure I learned from it and I made sure it didn't happen again in the coming courses. And from then coming courses, my grades like went up. So I did have bad grades. Um, There were moments where I didn't do well, and how I handled it is: firstly, I made it a point to always learn from my mistakes. Like, if you're going to do EC, it's almost inevitable that you have bad grades at one point or another. Because there are times when I had bad grades, yet I was still the top. Like, I had a 40 percent and I was the highest. Like, that's how tough it is sometimes. And so, I had to learn. I made it a point to always learn from my mistakes. If I got a bad grade in a course, it wasn't just going to end up me getting a bad grade. I had to find out why did I get the bad grade? Why didn't I do it on that test? Was it how I studied? Was it how the questions came? Where was the problem? And once I noticed where the problem was, I had to come up with a resolution that would make sure it doesn't happen again. That way I'll never get a bad grade because of that reason like that aspect of my studying or writing tests will be sorted out for every other course so make it a point to always learn from your mistakes another thing is don't give up don't get this depressed don't get discouraged like quite right you will feel bad if you don't do well in a course or in a test or something but if you get depressed about this and you become sad it doesn't help because it's not going to change your grade and it won't give you motivation to study for the next course the best thing you can do for yourself is recognize i did not do well i did i need to do better and use that the pain of not doing well as motivation to now work harder, don't stop and get depressed, but instead get up and be determined to say, I have to do better, I have to improve. If you have that attitude, the moments when you do want, don't do so, I'll push you to now work harder and make sure you do well, rather than it's be depressed and then even have to study and study.
0: Okay, thank you for that, Tamandani. Then to Victor, uh, there's a question that came from Willam. She's asking, how did you schedule your day? and how did you rise after i fall
1: and how did i rise after i (laughs) fall
0: yes and how does someone schedule their day so they could also reach the top
1: all right um so i think uh, for me i i i used to have a timetable in terms of uh like what courses i had you know what courses i had so there are are courses i would have in the morning there are courses i would have in the afternoon
3: you know
1: so if for example i'm having a class at eight i I should be up at least an hour earlier you know uh to take a bath uh, so that i can be in time for that class so you you need to do the same and then also if i'm going to have uh in, in in second year, for example, there was a course that would run for five hours, imagine. So it would start at Whoa. seven. Uh, <laughs> seven to twelve hours, that's five hours, right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. So from seven to twelve hours. I'd be tired <laughs> myself. Five. You know, yes. So that, that's uh, uh that's the writing course, you know, I used to have and immediately after that we used to have statistics for like um uh, we, we used to have to have it for three, no, for two hours straight, and then after that we used to have a, a media production course. Uh, so imagine <laughs> we are yeah, just in the whole day. So on uh, on Sunday, I would have been make sure that I have enough rest so that I can have the energy to run through that day. So that's how that's how I used to to do this. So you need to pace your day uh, before the day starts. Find out uh what, what what you know what what are, what are the activities that that, that, uh, that you anticipate and uh make sure you get enough rest you need to eat and then start your, your day strong and end strong and uh how i used to rise after a fall so um um i don't react to uh, i'm not someone who's used to to to, to failure you know uh, I'll, I'll be frank with you um so it, it becomes difficult because um i have had uh, I, I, god has given me you know the grace to perform academically so when you haven't failed you know and um, it, it becomes very difficult you know when, when this happens <laughs> But I think the first, the first time I, I, I really felt like uh, really bad was in third year. So um, I had a lot of things to do. For example, I was the class representative. I was the published secretary for the Student Association. I was uh, the senior editor on the campus newspaper. And uh, at the same time, I was preparing for an internship in Switzerland. So imagine these three, these four things, you're pushing for visa and you're trying to raise the money for the visa. And uh, in the midst of of all of these responsibilities, a test is set. And uh, I walked into that test. I I had to study the whole night, what is called Ghanning at And when I walked into that test, suddenly my head freeze. My brain <laughs> freeze I think, you know. And I couldn't write that test. And uh, I walked out of that test and the lecturer saw that and he got very annoyed. And he said, if you didn't write that test, you're going to repeat this course. I don't care how hard you work. And I knew he was <laughs> speaking straight to me. <laughs> um, but because I was the class representative, uh, I wrote back to him. Uh, I said... Uh, like I said, I decided, you know, just to humble myself, you know. And sometimes these leadership opportunities, like I said, do help. I, I think if I, if I wasn't in that capacity, <laughs> it would have been difficult to, to approach this lecturer. <laughs> and the lecturer by that time, he had mellowed, you know, it's time. And he just said, Victor, do forget about it. I, I, I've forgiven you guys. I communicated that decision to the rest of the class. And there was celebration everywhere. And guess what? He gave us a makeup test. What did I get? An A+ wow yeah oh, that's how I, yeah. I i used to bounce back <laughs> okay so when i get second chance i make sure i hammer that so i had an A plus, and uh yeah the final grade imagine imagine from a zero to get to an a plus and i i finally had the b plus on that course <laughs> i see the course good. game before year. i graduated with an a
0: that is amazing, Victor. Thank you for those answers. And thank you, Tamandani, for those answers that you've been able to give to these students. And they're really grateful as they hear this podcast. they will really be grateful for it. And by the way, guys, before I even let you go, I need recommendation. Can you please give us a book to read or a movie to watch for the night, guys? Please.
2: <laughs> okay. We'll start with Tamandani. Oh, okay, okay, I was start. I was start. <laughs> okay, um, for a book to read, I, I recommend four, actually. um, All by my mentor, uh, the man who inspires me in, like, every area, of life, literally every area, uh, Apostle Frederick Cullinan. So, books I'd recommend are The Faithful Man, written by him, also A Friend from Another Dimension, The Return from the Mountain, and Jesus, the Healer. Like those books are, they are are revolutionary. You won't remain the same after reading them. They will change your perspective and they will impact your life. So those are the books I'd recommend. I know it's more than one, but ah, all of them are like tops. And then for a movie, um, oh, it's probably not a new one. I I watch movies, but. I'm not necessarily up to date, so it's probably a bit of an odd one. But I recommend uh, the movie Do You Believe by Pure Flix. Yeah, I think that's that's a really amazing movie. Guys,
0: I've gotten a second recommendation of this movie. I think it's really good. Let's keep watching it.
2: Wait, someone else recommended it as well?
0: Yeah, during our religious balance segment. But thank you for recommending it to us again.
2: It's it's an awesome movie. Like you enjoy it. You really people really should watch it. It's amazing. The story is amazing. Thank you, thank you for that, and then, Victor.
0: Book recommendation and movie.
1: All right, I can start with the movie. So uh, you can check out this. It's it's there on YouTube. but I think it's titled "The Man Who Knew Infinity." Uh, I document oh, yeah. the relationship. Yes, it documents the relationship between an Indian mathematician called Ramanujan, Srinivas Ramanujan, and Professor Hadi. Professor Hadi was a very cold man who, who was just passionate about academics without any form of uh, uh, interpersonal skill. But he says that the relationship that he had with Ramanujan was the only romantic incident he had in his life. Read about the academic escapades at the University of Cambridge. I can tell you that man called Ramanujan, how he emerged from obscurity in uh, India, you know, using just his brain and his ambition that he was about to die so soon and therefore he needed to leave something in the world. How he went all the way up to Oxford University to global fame, you know, and and was a, became a fellow of the Royal Society of Arts. I think that's a very inspirational story because it tells us about um, one thing about uh, you know uh, stoicism in life, you know stoicism uh, things like and um, grit and determination. It also tells us something about mentorship and and. Uh, a, a, a connecting with you know people above you so i yeah. think that's a very good movie and uh a book that i recommend is uh, the book on kwame nkrumah it's called uh vision and tragedy kwame nkrumah it's the biography of kwame nkrumah kwame nkrumah uh, was the First is the most important, probably the greatest African who has ever lived, you know, um, and the most important uh, pioneer of African, uh, in, uh, you know, in independence. Uh, why I say is the greatest, and, and all of these things is because um, that man, you know, was a brilliant student in the mission schools there in in Ghana. And he went to the United States of of America, under extraordinary circumstances, without any money, you know. He got to the United States to just get the education and come back and develop Africa. And I can tell you, he worked at a pace like no other when he came back, you know. And he had a very, one of the most, a lofty dream, one of the greatest dreams to unite the entire Africa into one country of course i understand that that's impractical because africa is too diverse but read about the dream of that guy and how he managed you know to uh to to just uh, free his country from colonial uh, strangulation and uh, deliver independence and give hope to the rest of africa i think that that's that's a very good book and and what i would say is uh Read as many biographies as possible if you feel if you if you really want because I wrote something on my status today that uh, the winning strategy often comes from another person's story. And uh to just close this, I just want to commend Tamandani. Uh I used to hear a lot uh about Tamandani. Uh you know, I I I had vested interest in leading in students in every department. I actually knew most of them. You talk about Drew, you know, talk about talk about anybody. I knew most of these guys, uh, even those in the past. So I knew Tamandani. <laughs> wow. <laughs> I'm so humbled. Uh, that's <laughs> amazing. Yeah,
2: sure. And uh,
1: he has told you that he used to do economics with mathematics. I think Tevin you also do economics. I'll tell you that uh, that is the most deadly combination uh, from what I hear. And,
2: uh, it's true
1: yeah sure and, and 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 from the way he expresses himself i can tell that he is grounded you know in econometrics which i think is the the true mark of a, of, of an economist um and i also think that um his emphasis on god you know that's very very important because uh, you can achieve all of these things but my awesome. friend, if you don't have God, if you don't have God, I don't think that you are rooted, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so you really you really need God in your life, and uh, as you come out, you know, that great destiny, as you dream, because at some point, you know, um, you can lose everything, but you need God. Yes,
0: <laughs> that, that, that I
1: mean,
2: for sure, yes.
0: Thank you, Victor. Thank you for those words, thank you for that encouragement and thank you. And yes, guys, I do economics with mathematics. I'm in this pit. (laughs) (laughs) So, thank you for that, Victor. And I think really, it's really, I think from from what you've said, I'm really learning a lot because I think it's really about setting priorities, it's really about balancing your own life i believe sometimes we do not set our priorities and we put our our skills aside the fact that we're able to blend our skills and our school together is really something that has even inspired me to literally go on with the podcast every day so thank you guys and any closing remarks guys before we go to the game show one closing remarks we'll first start with tamanda and then we'll go to victor
2: okay Okay, well, firstly, my closing remarks. Once again, I'm humbled to have spoken uh, beside Victor. Um, yeah, I'm just really inspired by your achievements and the mentality you have, and also your regard for God and how how you put in first as, well as dedication. It's really inspired me. I did not like know it was that deep, and honestly, it's very inspiring to hear that. And I'll echo what Victor has said, you need to, like, even in your academics. academics will only take you so far. Godliness is profitable unto all, not just in academics, your health, your prosperity, and your eternal life. So, beyond the academics, keep God present, because he will see you through, not just in academics, but in every area of your life. And um, I, I think something I also say in closing is, one thing i'd encourage everyone to do is seek to be the best version of yourself you may not not everyone can be the best student unfortunately only one person can come out as the best and so if your your sole ambition is just to be the best only one person will achieve that and you might find yourself disappointed at the end of the day if it's not you. but if you seek to do your best academically putting your best putting all the effort you can and make sure that at the end of the day the results you get Came from your best effort, like you know that you did your absolute best. If at the end of the day you did your absolute best and you want the highest, you still have something to be proud of because you know you worked for the results that you put in effort and what you got is a reflection of your diligence. So seek to be the best you can, you do your absolute best and at the end of the day make sure that you can be proud of what you achieve because you know you put in your absolute best effort. Thank you, God first in everything above all else. Keep it first.
0: Thank you for that, Tamandani. Victor,
2: closing remarks.
0: Thank you
1: so much, uh, David, and thank you so much, Tamandani. Uh, what I would say is that university time is all about the experience. We pay for the experience. And uh, people say, well, university just makes you academic, it makes you rigid. It's not true. It's in the universe that you learn You learn things about. That's why you can meet your future wife, for example. You know? <laughs> true, um, that, true that. <laughs> called the, the invisible curriculum. You know. So there's an invisible curriculum. We learn things about generosity. You know. We learn things about, uh, 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 you know, uh, arrogance. You know, pride, and things like uh, uh, bootlicking. You know, these are things that we learn about in the invest. These are things which are not taught, they may not be taught in the home, but the investor also teaches you these things, aside from the academic part, you know. So the invest is all about this experience. And that's why, and it's also the, it should also be the moment in your life when you, you 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 bring out the greatness in you, you know. If you never had that opportunity, to invest in the time now to assert yourself that there's, you have a place also in the world. Now, this is what I want to tell all students. And also, uh, I want to commend you, Tevin. This is what I want to say. So, when, in the, when you are in the invest, you need to be deliberate. Okay. Firstly, hold yourself to a high academic standard. You may not be the best students, like, like the Mandani said, but make sure that your, your grades uh, are good. You know, Make sure that you are passing your school. Uh, then, two, Uh, invest in internships. You know, work while you are in school. You know, look for work opportunities, work placements. You know, you can apply for internships abroad. Uh, In Zambia, look in your field of study, what job opportunities are there? Because employers will think of you as more ambitious and therefore they will be willing to give you more opportunities when you are a student and they are looking for work and they will be able to support you, not when you graduate, you know. So, um, that will also allow you to uh, develop professional skills so uh, and also to develop a cV because you need a cv when you graduate because if you if you don't have experience it, it's it's really difficult you know out here uh then three uh, invest in leadership opportunities so don't look down on positions like class representative don't look down on positions like uh, 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 student union these opportunities are really helpful. They'll help you develop soft skills, you know, uh, communication skills. they help you to, ex- to express yourself, you know. They'll exp- uh, uh, help you to be a team, uh, an effective team player. So invest in leadership opportunities. Uh, then th- then three, uh, the other thing is invest also in community service because what Tamandani and myself are doing right now is community service. This is voluntary work. We're not being fed by yeah. David.
2: Point. Yeah, uh, very true. But,
1: uh, <laughs> Yeah, but this podcast will land in a lot of people's inboxes and they'll be inspired one way or the other, you know? Yes. So give back your time. It's not all about the money. Give Find a way, join an NGO, you know, donate something. And also what Devin is doing himself, this is a form of community service. You can actually put this on your CV, you know? I think I, I, I received a lot of podcasts from you. You know, this is really commendable. And then also, um, the other thing that I also want to talk about Thank is... Uh, come again. Thank you. Oh, yeah, sure. And then the, the other thing also that I want to talk about is business, you know. Uh, if you have a business idea, if you have a business idea, start it while you're there on campus. Can you do forex? Can you start a loan? Exactly. You know, try to develop yourself. You know, try to develop yourself uh you, you can you can i've seen people become millionaires uh, um, uh, i mean not millionaires but i've seen people at unza make money i've seen people become so self-financially dependent, stable, or so, uh, buy cars i've seen these things on campus so um that can also be your goal what can you do can you bake you know can you sell clothes you know try and do something because when you graduate these things that i've talked about one if you graduate and you don't find a job, and you had you you worked well academically, you can get a scholarship and leave this country and go and develop yourself and become a professor somewhere. You know, um, if you if you graduate and you and uh, you, you don't get a, a distinction or you are not the he best went. student, if you did internships, you find a he job. Went. People always <laughs> employ you. You know, people always employ you if you don't find that and you had started a business you'll still be able to survive out here so be deliberate be strategic do one of these. i mean all of these things at least uh, and uh, uh, you you will you, thank, thank, <laughs> thank you thank me thank you and of really course great. you know as you are doing all of this um make sure that uh, you put god first We are not average you know we don't exactly uh, give the world for the the bible says that these people these children children of the world they're actually you know smarter than us because of the way they do things so we need to we need to fight for our place in the world you know and and i'm very happy that people like tamandani are taking their rightful place and they are going to promote righteousness even in workplaces even
2: in academia and as they excel
1: thank you so much
2: One of the things Victor said is don't look down on leadership opportunities, he said start business even while you're in school and engage in community work and all that is, I I firmly agree with all that because personally all that is stuff that I did as a student and it worked for me. I was very involved in leadership from I think second year all the way to fourth year I, I was very heavily involved in fellowship leadership church leadership while I was a student not just that I engaged in business like private tutoring and it actually earned me money while in school like Victor is saying like, I didn't have to wait till after I was done like, right there I started earning money and even what he said about uh, community service like I was very engaged in like I was passionate about ministry philanthropic work counseling people helping people giving to the poor and all of it really it helps it builds you as an individual and it gives you character integrity and even just prepares you for life beyond university so i i strongly agree with what victor is saying like sir you're on point thank you to
0: okay thank you for that guys guys you know what time it is every time they give their closing remarks it means we have to <laughs> put them against each other to play a game show on our podcast guys it's game time we need to know how these guests of ours know Zambia and the people who live in Zambia. So, we're going to go to places, guys. You have to listen to the hints we give you, then you have to guess what the name of the place is. So the first place we're going to today, it's part of Lusaka province. The name of this town comes from the river that it houses and an MP for this town is Miriam Chinyama. What's the name of the town? Shall I I so we got the next class. It's a border town in the western province of Zambia. It lies on the northern bank of the Zambezi River. It is connected to Namibia by the Kati Molilo Bridge. What's the name of the town? <laughs> guys, we've had the word country, Bridge. Pass. Pass. <laughs> <laughs> so our guests couldn't answer that. The name of the town is the Sheke <laughs> We're going to go to the third town, guys. It is found in Southern Province. It ori- its origin of the name means it to cross over the river, because the Tonga people were crossing over the Bayo- Mayonge River. It has the largest sugarcane plantation in southern province. What's the name of the town? Mazabuka. 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 1.1 to Victor. The last <laughs> place. It's found in southern province and it's named after the chief. It was once known as the home of Zambia's grain due to the fact that it once Contributed twenty-five percent of maize crop in Zambia. What's the name of the place? <laughs> <laughs> Guys, today my guests are really lagging behind on info in Zambia. The name <laughs> of the town is Monze Town. So for all of you guys who didn't know, Monza was actually a place where you could actually get your maize crop and they had so much of it but due to drought and everything they've been lacking so far. So now we go to people. This first person stepped as the Minister of Defense during the reign of Sata from 2011 to 2013. He was the running mate of HH during the 2016 election but in 2019 Went back to PF after being expelled in 2014. GBM <laughs> GBM, Correct. <laughs> the next person was the vice president of Zambia, in Sata's reign, the first vice president of Zambia, and his book Adventures in Zambian Politics, a story in black and white, was one of the most sold books in Zambia. What's the name? Guy Scott. Guy Scott. Correct. <laughs> this this woman. <laughs> Is a Zambian economist and author of the book Dead End, which was one that of the best selling books in you. Okay, Dambi Samuel But you could even finish. <laughs> uh, thank you very <laughs> The last person is she's a Zambian musician and she was one of the guest artists at the last week graduation for University of Zambia. What's her name? Wesley, I was going to be shocked if you guys couldn't answer this. I was like, what were you doing during your graduation? (laughs) Victor and Tamandani, thank you for being on our podcast. We've come to the end of the podcast and we appreciate you guys and you being our graduate. Wish you all the best and congratulations one more time for being the top most students for your school.
2: Bye, guys. Thank you so much. Humble to have been here and it's all by God's grace. Victor, thanks as well. It was an honor to speak beside you and I've learned a lot. <laughs> Thank you so much to Andan. Equally, it's been a
1: pleasure and I've really learned a lot. Thank God. Okay, bye
2: guys. You Goodbye, Steve. So bye.